This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Cheers across America. Your masks are now optional. Oh, yeah. Overnight, the great unmasking. But is it too soon? Look, they're still wearing masks. Then... Today is my first uh, opportunity that I've been able to speak about this. Johnny Depp takes the stand at his defamation trial against ex-wife Amber Heard. I didn't deserve that. Plus, exclusive, he's the guy who bid half a million dollars for Tom Brady's last touchdown ball. Now that Brady's coming out of retirement, does he still have to pay? How did you feel when you found out that ball's value dropped by a half a million bucks? Then, save our ship. The fight to save a sinking World War II warship named after five brothers who were killed in action. This is floating history. And the rise and fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. They were the hot store at the mall, luring shoppers with sexy ad campaigns. Now, the new documentary, how it came crashing down if they didn't look a certain way they didn't belong in our clothing then hot date at target a guy from hinge asked me on a date and here we are they're not the only ones i had never been on a date to target before it was a lot of fun now inside edition with deborah norville Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A big change in the way we travel. But like so much during the age of COVID, the new rules about masks on flights are being met with confusion. While many are celebrating the airlines dropping mask mandates, others are nervous about ditching those masks while traveling. Jim Ray reports. Celebration in the sky as masks come off by the thousands. Masks are now optional. Oh, yeah. Flight attendants who for two years enforced the mask mandate are now collecting masks in trash bags. This JetBlue flight attendant did a happy dance. The historic decision came late yesterday. A federal judge in Florida, Trump appointee Catherine Kimball Mizell, ruling that the CDC exceeded their authority when the agency issued the mandate. The major airlines reacted immediately, making masks optional on all flights. Masks will be optional this evening for all crew and passengers as well. Airport workers were seen hauling away those mask up signs, but many passengers are taking it slow. Part of me is glad that it won't be a big fight, but um, I, part of me would also prefer if others were masked. Inside Edition reporter Allison Hall took a flight to Boston this morning and found that most people were still wearing masks. About 50% of the people are wearing masks on this flight. Some hadn't heard the news yet. Do you know if Delta? I don't know if Delta. Delta, it's optional. 
Well, hallelujah. The reaction was similar in Los Angeles. Here at LAX, signs requiring face masks are still posted throughout the terminals, and most people are still wearing masks. I'm just going to wear it just to be safe, you know? I, I don't really care if it's illegal or legal or whatever. I'm just going to do it. Feels great. I'm super excited. It's a long flight, so it'll be nice to not have to wear one. New Jersey also lifted its mask mandate today on all public transportation, but here, too, there was confusion. The buses still had signs, face coverings required. On the ferry to Manhattan, most people were still masked. On the trains, there was caution. I didn't know if it was real or not. I'm like, oh, if they tell me to put it on, though, I'll, I'll put it on. I'm not ready to take it off. I'm 70 years old. And even though the federal mask mandate has been lifted, many cities still have their mandates in place. Here in New York City, you still have to wear your mask on the subway and on city buses. We asked Vanderbilt University virologist Dr. William Schaffner what he recommends. If you're younger and you're healthier and you're otherwise out and about and going to other indoor gatherings with other people, you might want to take your mask off. For its part, the CDC still recommends wearing masks on public transportation. Last week, we told you about a disturbing road rage incident in which a woman was run over twice. Well, it's happened again. This time, it's a man who was struck, and his family is now keeping vigil at his hospital bedside. Stephen Fabian has more. This man is battered and bruised, lucky to be alive after a shocking road rage attack that he recorded himself. It happened outside his house in Orlando after his fiance says she was followed there by a driver she had a heated exchange with on the way home from work. Jessica Meyer spoke to me by phone. Why did this guy follow you home? He had cut me off and I had pulled up next to him at a light and I had hollered out the window like, what's wrong with you? When she realized she was being followed, she called her fiance, Matthew Guerin. He's following me, he's following me. Guerin strode out of his house and started videotaping the driver who quickly backs up. Suddenly, he hits the gas and plows right into the fiance. We spoke to the victim's 15-year-old son, Michael. I was right behind the car when he fell, and I was right there with him, and I made sure he was talking and breathing. You get a glimpse of the driver, who has not yet been apprehended. He just drove straight away. He didn't stop. This comes on the heels of another horrific road rage incident in Elizabeth, New Jersey. A young woman was run over not once, but twice. After she began videotaping a man she got into a fender bender with. You see him chase her with his SUV as she ran for her life. After hitting her once, authorities say the man deliberately backed up and hit her a second time. Now this latest case of out of control road rage. The Florida family doesn't have health insurance, but they say they're not worried about the medical bills. They just want to see that guy brought to justice. Other news today, that's actor Johnny Depp on the witness stand in his $50 million defamation suit against ex-wife Amber Heard. Depp says his career was torpedoed by an op-ed Heard wrote, which falsely suggested he'd been abusive during their two-year marriage. Today, Depp testified that he has never struck a woman in his life. Johnny Depp takes the stand. Today is my, actually my, the first uh, opportunity that I've been able to speak about this. I pride myself on honesty. I pride myself on truth. He testified that the accusations that he abused Amber Heard blindsided him. I've probably been in the industry 30 
plus years, 35 years. Um, never have had any problems, anything like that. It's very strange when one day you're uh, Cinderella, so to speak, and then in 0.6 seconds you're Quasimodo. And he spoke about his troubled and, uh, childhood I, and a mother who he said tormented him. We were all somewhat shell-shocked, you know, even if you just walked past, you, you'd, you'd sort of shield yourself because you didn't know what was going to happen. An ashtray being flung at you, hits you in the head, or you'd get beat with a high heel shoe. Earlier, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard entered court looking upbeat. She hugged her attorney. Depp wore sunglasses. His hair slicked back in a ponytail. The day was filled with other shocking testimony. Johnny Depp's sound technician took the stand and was asked about a cross-country plane ride he took with the battling couple. She was giving Johnny the cold shoulder, being quiet, um, and, uh, you know, seemed pouty. I said something to the effect of, you know, he cares about you. And all of a sudden she snapped and started yelling at me. How dare you talk to me? Get away from me. She was abruptly loud. Johnny had said something to her like, you know, don't talk to my friend that way. This video was also played in court. It shows Depp, his bodyguard and another man in an elevator heading up to Amber Heard's L.A. penthouse apartment. 90 minutes later, Depp leaves in an agitated state after allegedly having thrown a phone at Amber in a fit of rage, a claim he denies. During a break, the two stars were left sitting alone. Amber glanced over at Johnny, but he ignored her, keeping his gaze focused on the ceiling. On the stand, Depp was asked about his huge career as a Hollywood star, but then he dropped this tidbit. I didn't see it. He's never seen the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I believe that the film, well, I mean, the film did pretty well, apparently. It was a bloody pirate, a scallywag. Amber Heard is also expected to testify in the case. It was the first thought a lot of people had when Tom Brady unretired from football. That poor man who bid a half a million dollars for what had been his final touchdown ball. Well, that part of the story has a happy ending. Lisa Guerrero spoke exclusively with the man who bought the Brady ball. Here he is. Inside Edition can reveal the guy who bought the football that was supposed to be Tom Brady's final touchdown pass. Ron Furman paid half a million bucks only to see his investment plummet after Brady announced he decided not to retire after all. How did you feel when you found out that ball's value dropped by a half a million bucks? <laughs> we'll have to look at it again. Is this possible? How could this be happening? Ron is a wealthy Miami real estate investor. I have a history of being a trader in the in the markets, so I'm used to big swings. But nothing prepared him for a huge loss he suffered, like the Tom Brady football. 40 days after retiring, Brady made his stunning announcement that he would be returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But what would happen to Ron Furman's investment? Was he still on the hook for that half a million dollars? Lucky for Ron, the auction house, Leland's, just decided to void the sale by mutual agreement. As for next season, Ron says he's already preparing for another bidding war. So if Tom retires next year, would you be willing to bid for that final, final touchdown ball? If a wide receiver throws it into the crowd again, I'm going to be bidding on that ball. You can bet on that.
Well, the auction house says they already have other collectors interested in buying that first ball. It's been a race against time to save a decommissioned Navy ship with a direct link to history. Let's turn on the efforts to stay the warship named in honor of the fighting Sullivans. A legendary Navy warship is in danger of sinking. This is floating history. The ship is the USS The Sullivans. It's named in honor of the five Sullivan brothers who lost their lives when the ship they were serving on together was torpedoed in World War II. The story of the Sullivan brothers was portrayed in a 1944 movie, The Fighting Sullivans. I christened the USS The Sullivans. It also served as the inspiration for Steven Spielberg's movie, Saving Private Ryan. Your brothers were killed in combat. Which, which ones? All of them. The USS The Sullivans is now a floating museum in Buffalo, New York. But the hull is cracked, and the ship is taking on water and listing badly. I am putting out an SOS across the federal government. Save our Sullivans. Teacher Kelly Sullivan is the granddaughter of the youngest Sullivan brother, 19-year-old Al. That's Al depicted in the final scene of the movie, The Fighting Sullivans, ascending to heaven with his brothers. My third graders were with me when I first saw the videos and the pictures, and there were a lot of tears in the classroom. Even my third graders were crying. Do you think the ship can be saved? I, I truly hope so. My goal is, is to have my grandkids someday visit the ship. Still fighting the warship that honors five heroic brothers who gave their lives for their country. By the way, Kelly's grandfather was the only Sullivan brother who had a child. The others all died before they had a chance to start families. Now a priceless moment that these first graders, and more importantly, their teacher will never forget. A first grade teacher gets the big surprise of her life. The mask comes down and her jaw drops because her mom, an army sergeant, is back home after a year long deployment in Iraq. Her students quickly figure out what's happening. Samantha Norris still can't believe it. The last thing I expected was for my mom to walk through that door. She is always one for surprises, but this one I was not expecting at all. And people can't get enough of that speedy mask pulled down. Everyone keeps telling me how funny it was that I pulled down my face mask. I just had to make sure I was singing it correctly. Welcome home, Sergeant Mom. <gasps> Mom will be home for several months before she's deployed again next fall. Next, the rise and fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. They were the hot store at the mall, luring shoppers with sexy ad campaigns. Now, the new documentary, how it came crashing down. If they didn't look a certain way, they didn't belong in our clothing. Then, hot date at Target? A guy from Hinge asked me on a date, and here we are. They're not the only ones. I had never been on a date to Target before. It was a lot of fun. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 
The NCAA women's basketball had an incredibly successful season, and now your favorite players from the 2023 to 2024 NCAA season will be in the WNBA. To all our veteran fans, welcome back. And to all the new fans joining, welcome to the W. This season, watch as proven legends Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson, and Sabrina Ionescu continue their dominance, while rookies Caitlin Clark, Cameron Brink, and Angel Reese prove themselves on a WNBA court. The WNBA is redefining basketball on their own terms this season, keeping the game and players front and center while celebrating the intersection of identities and perspectives that align with fans. Welcome to the W. You're in for some world-class basketball. It was the hot, high-flying fashion retailer until it wasn't. Now a new documentary looks at the rise and fall of Abercrombie & Fitch. Abercrombie and Fitch was a cultural phenomenon, selling not just clothes, but a lifestyle. To work in their stores, you had to be young and be a great-looking guy or gal. Shirtless dudes worked security at the front doors. You have to recruit good-looking people, and this is what good-looking looks like. We literally had a book. Dreadlocks are unacceptable for men and women. Gold chains are not acceptable for men. Fox Business News correspondent Susan Lee. It was one of the most popular brands. People lined up around the block to get into the stores. And really, it was just an era of sexiness and glamour that it personified. But this billion-dollar brand was eventually brought to its knees. And the story is now told in a new Netflix documentary, White Hot. From the start, the company courted controversy. Its quarterly catalog featured models who were not wearing much of anything, let alone Abercrombie and Fitch clothes. I think it's way over the line. I think that whole catalog should be banned. New York, New York, 719. Models were recruited in nationwide casting calls, and almost all were white. How do you think you're going to do? Pretty good. Stores sold T-shirts with slogans that many found offensive even racist. The slogan was, two wongs can make it white. At that moment, I was like, it's okay to be angry about this. In 2003, several former employees sued the company for racial discrimination and won a $40 million settlement. The controversies ruined the brand's reputation. A new generation started shopping elsewhere. It was even dubbed the most hated retail brand in America. So that was a pretty drastic crash for Abercrombie & Fish from people lining up outside their stores to barely making any sales. Today, the company is slowly turning to rebuild a more inclusive image with social media influencers. Time will tell if it regains the pinnacle it once occupied. Still to come, why Target is now a hot spot for dates. It's 3 o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, 
You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Millions of single people rely on dating apps, but there's another idea that might work. Target. Cupid has a new, well, Target. This is where he wanted to go. So I'm here. The Superstore chain is the hot new spot to bring a date. Amber Smith had never been asked out to a Target before, but she had a good feeling about the cute guy who she met on a dating app. Her date, Joey Rogers, says taking Amber to Target accomplished two important things. I mean, did you say, look, if it doesn't work out, we can do some shopping? What did you say? Um, yeah, I got some grocery shopping done. I learned a lot about Amber. Turns out shopping at Target can offer valuable insight into someone's character. For instance, Joey asked Amber to meet him in the greeting card section. I was looking for Easter cards for my mom and sister. Score one for Joey. As they wandered the aisles, Amber and Joey could also avoid those awkward first date silences. We were going through the pet section. I was like, do you have any pets? Like, did you have pets growing up? We were going to the board game aisle and we brought up like what um, card games does your family like to play? There are other Target love connections. Alicia Rosish says my current boyfriend and I had our first date planned as a hike, but it rained, so we walked around Target all evening. One and a half years later, they're still going strong. It's always really nice to get to spend time with somebody and get to see them in a comfortable environment where there's not a lot of pressure to be, you know, at a fancy restaurant. Amber and Joey say for their next date, yep, there will be a second date. They're headed to a good old-fashioned bar, but Target is where it all began. This is where he wanted to go, so I'm here. Who knew? When we come back, it's Dad versus Bear. Finally today, who needs bear spray? Oh no, black bear on the porch. <laughs> Have no fear, dad is here. The bear flees. No match for a dad who can dance. <laughs> and that is Inside Edition. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.